You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. Fred. It's the show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, bro. Chilling. Um, just copped a couple whips from the auction so I could try to flip during uh, income tax season. Just chilling, man. Watching this game. What's happening with you? Man, I'm uh, doing the same thing. I turned the game off because I know if I if I keep watching the game, I'm not going to pay attention to you. And uh, I just don't have the ability to multitask like that when it comes to that game, when it comes to Pat Mahomes. So I'm hoping he pulled through on this. So um, by the time this drops, obviously people will know what's going on. So, But last I looked, the score was 35 to 14, something like that. Is that still the score? Ah, it's 42-14. All right. Look like an interception with a uh no roughing the pass of that interception coming back more than likely. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it is what it is. I don't really care. Tennessee, my squad. I only watching it because which I know the outcome now of this game. Um We'll be hosting Cincinnati, but if Pittsburgh were the one, we'd have had to play Pittsburgh. So mm. that was the only reason I'm, you know, had any interest in it. I dig it. I dig it. How uh, Tennessee end up being your team, bro? Um, when I really got into watching football, the first game that I really remember and I picked the team was actually the Tennessee Titans versus the Rams in the Super Bowl, where we lost by one yard. With Eddie George on that rush at the at the one yard line, he reached out for the goal, and we was one yard short. So, and I had picked Tennessee, you know, what I'm saying because the Rams was loaded, you know, what I'm saying with like Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, like them mugs was just stacked, you know what I mean? Right. With all types, so I, I'm always the underdog picker. So I picked Tennessee. My cousin was going for the Rams, and from that day forward. Tennessee was my squad. I just I stuck with it. That was that. It was that. Yeah, man. Right. I respect that. I respect that. I uh, I rock with with uh, Kansas City because of Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, y'all know. You a player I'm, person? You know, not really. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I like that dude's vibe, man. I don't. I don't know. It's probably just take you for Detroit Lions or something. You know, I mean. I'm going to always ride with the Detroit Lions, no matter what, bro. Through thick and thin, and it's been hella thin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen here. So, 
man, we we real off topic right now, but um, uh, I had a conference call for work this past week on Thursday, and my boss is always talking trash, or I should say, my boss's boss. He always talking trash about hockey and about football with with all sorts of people on the team, whoever whoever will engage him. And so he calls me out. He's like, Brad, I don't hear you. Th- it's, you know, the season just ended. He's like, Brad, I don't hear you talking. I was like, well, you know, I'm here in Detroit, so I ain't got much to say. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just like I'll just give you. He's like, I'll just give you hell. I'm like, it's all good. I'm used to it. It's been, it's been, you know, a pretty rough 35 years. And then one guy was like, oh, only 35 years. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'll be 36 in June. So. Uh, <laughs> All my life, I had to fight. <laughs> man, you know what though? I love my city, man. I love my sports, no matter what. Somebody gotta, somebody gotta, gotta weigh it down, man, to bring us back to reality. You know, the Pistons. We've won three chips in my lifetime. Been to five finals in my lifetime. Red Wings have won four chips in my lifetime, at least, maybe more. Been to a bunch of Stanley Cups. Um. Um. Uh, Tigers have been the two World Series in my lifetime. Uh, they won the World Series in 84, and I was born in 86. You know, when we had the Detroit Shock, uh, the, the WNBA team, they won three chips uh, real quick. So, I mean, you know, I, I've been I've been blessed. You know what I'm saying? Michigan State basketball, they won in 2000. You know, I, I, I – you know, I feel for my people that, you know, live in Cleveland that, you know, before 2016, they was just torture. You know what I'm saying? Ohio State to give them a little love every now and then. But that, but Cleveland was just torture. So, like, I don't take it for granted. I know my Lions suck, man. But I, I know that you know, a lot of other sports fan bases have it a whole lot worse. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's the beauty of being born in Germany. I'm a freelancer. I could pick whatever the hell I like. Bro, I forgot you was born in <laughs> See, everybody wanted just as, you know, that's that's where I, I grew up and graduated, but that's that one where I was born. So I was a free agent out the gate. I could do what the hell I want. <laughs> yes, matter of fact, hold on, wait a minute. Story time with your boy. How did that all go down? What, being born in Germany? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's simple. Um my mom and dad, they were together all the way out of high school. Um, they had their first child, and my mom had complications at the end of the pregnancy. So after my oldest brother was born, he lived seven days and died. Well, then um, basically they tried again, and they conceived, and my dad got shipped off to Germany for the military so my mom went with him so that way you know they could have the baby there plus they were married so she was allowed to go she didn't have to stay stateside so she went you know uh, my grandma was like nah you shouldn't but she went anyway and so I was born in Germany you know so you told me that story and I I just that's what happens when you when you when you talk with somebody for you know 10 years man stories get lost in the shuffle over time you know um yeah military brat basically so i forgot all about that i just just left my mind but um (laughs) 
you know, I mean, that's what happens when you communicate. Sometimes you communicate and you forget stuff. And and uh, that was my terrible attempt at a segue to talk about communication. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, last week, you know, I really enjoyed our episode. I hope everybody got a chance to listen to it. Um, you know, we, 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 it was titled Divisiveness and uh, we kind of just, you know, gave our thoughts on, you know, why we're so divided and in the, in the process of having that conversation, we really, you know, got to a point where we, we talked about, you know, how people communicate and rather how people don't communicate these days. Um, if we really want to just kind of pick up on that part of the conversation, you know, why in these, in this day and age, do we continue to struggle to effectively communicate to each other. Yeah, I should have done some stat research, but this is what's happening. You know, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't do not professional. We just have organic, real conversations. But, you know, divorce rates are higher than, you know, ever before. Um, I'm Googling some uh, numbers right now. Divorce rates in America in 2021 on the Google search. Uh, 1990, so it's not at an all-time high. Um, divorce rates in hit an all-time high in 1981 at 53%, um, and it's estimated that it'll be 45% for 2021. So it's not an all-time high, but it seems as though, it feels as though uh, we struggle to communicate with each other on a day-to-day basis. And that's relationships, it's in friendships, it's in work relationships. And let's just unpack, you know, why do we think that is? I'll let you, uh, I always let you lead it off, Fred, what you're thinking. Well, um, it's, I would say like this, look, it, it's a lot different because one, I don't think we we take the time to listen. You know, I think we just more try to push our point across. And I think more so why is because a lot of people always feel like they're unheard. So I think the reason for ineffective communication is because you know no one's really listening in order to communicate no one's sitting down to take the time to hear each other out um you know me and marge when we first got together we used to like when it get real heated, we were like, okay, you know what? You go, you know what I'm saying? Get yourself together. I'm going to go get myself together. And then we're going to come back. And we're going to talk. But the only way we can talk is whoever start, don't matter who start, you're going to say everything you got to say. Everything. I don't care what it is. Everything you got to say. Whether the other person like it or not, can't say nothing. If you as even attempt to open your mouth, not your turn. And you keep going. 
or no matter whose side it is. And that tend to work great. Only thing I would say is, as you said earlier, with long periods, a lot get lost in the mix. But what I think it really did was it lifted a weight, you know what I'm saying, off your shoulder that you carry with you on the day-to-day. And then I think that also plays into it because when you have multiple relationships, you're carrying multiple, you know, um, disappointments or, or whatever, you know, burdens, as you can say, throughout these different relationships that you may need to unload off your chest. And sometimes we don't sit back and help those unload other stuff off their chest. You know, that way they can just hold the burdens they may have just with, you know, you and and deal with them or what have you. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but I think, you know, that's a big chunk into it. I'm not going to say that's all of it, but it's it's a lot to do with it. Yeah, man, I, um, you know, I, I think I tend to agree with you. Um, you know, one, in that there's a lot of different reasons as to why to, we're not going to be able to pin down, you know, one specific thing and say, hey, this is why people suck at communication. You know, I think you touched on the mental health piece there. Um, you know, being able to unload and, and say what you feel. Yeah, I think that's a, a massive piece of it. Um, you know, I also think, you know, something that's kind of top of mind right now is I think we live in an age where we don't expect people to say what they mean and to mean what they say. You know, I I think back to um, previous job I had in the cell phone industry, man, um, a a former employee of mine there, and he actually, uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, to Mario, he recently uh, passed away, actually. Um, He was a cool guy, but man, like, he and I could not work together. And I remember, you know, I'm I'm his, uh, his, his direct supervisor. And I would be giving him instructions. I'm like, hey, this is the things that you're doing. Um, we're not getting the results that we need. This is what I need you to change. This is how it needs to change. This is why I need it to change. I mean, and I would be very clear, uh, at least what I believe to be very clear and very direct. And be like, man, Brad, what are you trying to say? I'm like, I'm saying exactly, I'm not trying to say anything. Like this thing that I'm telling you, it's exactly like what what I feel you need to hear. Um, and, and it just, yeah, I think that we kind of have that just in our society where we don't expect people to be real. You know, some people are, 
um, I just need to go ahead and say it. You know, I think we we live in a society where people are basing things off the vibes that they feel, right? This doesn't feel like a place that I need to be. This doesn't feel like the situation. And we don't talk these things out, talk these things through and get an understanding. Because oftentimes it's, you just misunderstood the point that I was making. And it's sometimes it's it's a little stuff and it's silly and it just, it grows and 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 it grows to the point where it's just like, there's just this gulf of, uh, disagreement and and just bad feelings towards one another where the root of it was a simple issue. Another personal example I'll give you, um, same job, but when I was in a lower position, I was still in a leadership position. Man, um, one of my uh, employees at the time, I said something or I did something, I forget what it was. And he just like, he, he, he respectfully, he respectfully snapped at me. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm like, no, like, hold on. Like, what is this? Like, no, man, I didn't really mean, uh, no, like, tell me what was happening, bro. And it turns out, like, the whole staff, the whole staff had beef with me, bro. And, like, it was just like, you're doing this. You say this kind of stuff, but then you do this. It's like. And the whole time I'm just like, yo, like there was, and some of it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not leading by example. So like, there was some parts where it was like, I'm just kind of not leading by example. And then like most of it was like just basic misunderstanding. Like one thing I remember in particular, one employee of mine, um, she was like, you know, it sucks how you always give yourself a couple extra hours on the weekend. What about us? And I was just like, I was just taking that extra brunt of, of work on my own and not doing it, not throwing it on y'all. Like, no, like we want those extra hours. Okay. Like no problem. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like little stuff like that, like just that little stuff. And they were all just like, yeah, he's just, you know, just put money in his own pocket. He's not trying to help us out. Like, he, like, and it was like, no, nah, it's just like, just this little extra something. And I'm just like, I'll just take it and yeah. not be unfair. So the point that I'm making is, is that like there's these, oftentimes we perceive things and then we act on these perceptions. Um, I think there's a phrase that says perception is reality. And like, that ain't true. I think, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, perception is reality. I, I, I really don't believe in that. I think you got to talk to folk and, and really get an understanding of, of where they are and then listening, right? And what we talked about last week was you got two ears and one mouth, listen twice as much as you, as you speak. Um, so I think that, you know, that's a big piece of it is that we we expect people to be fake and then we make perceptions uh, and we act on those perceptions rather than having uh, that potentially awkward conversation. Definitely. I, I, I could totally agree with that um and you know a lot of times i think some of the miscommunication or the perception happens just because it's like you said we're not in in the right mental space in the first place to be dealing with 
other people. So sometimes things that we're perceiving is based off of what we may be dealing with in another situation. So it's causing an issue that's not even there. You know, and and I think that can be, you know, a, a big problem within itself too. You know, when you say <clears throat> perception, a lot of times the perception is all here. You know, it, it, it's up top in your head. It's not, you know, because of someone else or, you know, what they did. Now, sometimes it can be, you know, but but sometimes our defense is up too, you know, so tough that that perception is only because of the boundaries that we set based on others as well. You know, we, we like to categorize people. Mm. So when you categorize somebody and you put them in a, a box, then, you know, we treat them like blobs. They're all supposed to be the same. And that's not true. Yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about last week, right? You're a Republican. You hate minorities. You hate gay people. You hate people that aren't Christian, right? And, yeah. like, more often than not, that's not actually the truth, right? But there's this perception um, that, that you get and that creates divisiveness. Man, this is a part two, bro. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you, man. So, I mean, perception is, perception can be uh, deceitful. Um, and, if, and we struggle to talk. So why do you think we're afraid or let me let me not put words in your mouth. Do you think that we're afraid that people in general are afraid to just have conversations with people? And if so, why do you think that, that we're afraid? Well, definitely. Definitely. People are are afraid, you know, on every level to have a conversation. I see it, you know, in, in all aspects of you know life and that's that's just not you know all right so look i i hate to say it but it's true you know this cellular device Yep. <laughs> is the worst tool ever because <laughs> people will deny this and, and I, I'm being very honest when I say this but the reason conversations don't happen is because of this here but the problem with this here is it's sacred and what I mean by it's sacred is you'll have conversations with any and everybody through this thing. But how hard is it to get the number to the person you want to have a conversation with? See, back in our day, 
these weren't attached to it. So you had to have conversation. Mm-hmm. You wanted to know something. You you wanted to find out, you know what I'm saying? You wanted to pick somebody's brain. You had to have a conversation. And we went as far as we'll write a note. Mm-hmm. We'll send a note through 15 hands to get it to the right person. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can open that joint up, add something they to even, it. They didn't giggle, care. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if it was that serious, you ain't care. Listen, you might be in the class with me and Marge. You tell me to pass it up to Marge, and I'll open it up and be like, hey, Marge, Fred said, can he get some treats? <laughs> hey, it, it, it got to be what it is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it. that's why conversations aren't had, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the reason the division is is because people are scared to approach and ask, you know what I'm saying, for what it is, because the fear of rejection. You, you know, and, and it's crazy because the reason I know the fear of rejection is I look at it through being a coach and dealing with kids on an everyday basis. They all, like, mingle and mesh. They talk to one another in a sense. But let's get on the court. They're scared to get crossed. They're scared to get their shot blocked. You know what I mean? You can't hit a shot in front of, in, in their face. You know. And that's it, it just shows because they they scared that the crowd or their peers or somebody that's seen it is gonna use it against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, story time with your boy. I always knew that this story was somehow, some way going to come up on this podcast. I knew somehow, some way it was going to come up. And here it is. It's coming up today. So this is why I'm not afraid, for the most part, to communicate what I got to say and who I got to say it to. Um, so when I was in high school, all right, I'm, I'm pulling it way, 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 way back. So this is before cell phones i mean cell phones existed at this point but we ain't had no phones you had our mama's landline you know what i'm saying um i had a crush on this girl whole like high school career tiffany morgan gorgeous funny smart she could sing like check 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 you know what i'm saying (laughs) all right so um Never said a word to that girl. I'm funny looking. I'm like halfway skinny, but also fat at the same time. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I'm not going to even waste my time. She was always nice to me, though. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, I may have told you this part of the story. When I, Did I ever tell you my prom story? You might have. Might have told you the story. But I'm going to tell the story, right? So, when it came time for prom, I had two dates. Now, both girls knew about each other. Okay, I see your face. I ain't never told you the story. Both girls knew about each other. It was one, everything was on the up and up. All friends, it's all good. I had two dates for the prom. I'm feeling like I'm the man. I got two dates for the prom. And they both know each other. And they both know about each other. And it's all good, right? So 
Um, a couple of days before the prom, one of the girls come up to me and said, hey, I'm going to actually go to the prom with this dude. And I figured you wouldn't mind because you still had so-and-so anyway. Yeah, it's cool. Like three hours later, other girl come up and say, hey, <laughs> I'm about to go with this dude to the prom. Uh, but I figured it's cool because you still got so-and-so. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I go for two dates to no dates. And now I'm the third wheel. Y'all have heard me talk about my best friend, Jessica. I'm now the third wheel on her date. I'm hanging out with her and her date at the prom as the third wheel. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, a couple of days before prom, Tiffany, high school crush. Tiffany comes up to me and says, Bradley, I heard you ain't got a date for the prom. Nah. I, I I had to, but then, why you ain't asked me? And my, my mind is blown right now, bro, because I'm like, oh, what? I could, and she gave me that look like, she gave me that look like I would have said, yeah, duh, like, what is you doing? And then, um, and she was like, it's too late now, so... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I went from two dates to no date, and the whole time I could have had the girl the date. I could have had the <laughs> date. A little half skinny, half fat me could have had the date, and like, nah. So at that point, I'm just like, okay, all right. I need to just not be afraid and not be nervous to talk to people because if what I think is going to happen, going to happen anyway, it's just going to happen anyway. But what if I shoot my shot and it work out? You know what I'm saying? And like, I've lived that. I've lived that through everything I've done, man. And like, <laughs> even now, man, my wife be like, we don't need to be trying to do this because this happened the other and blah, blah, blah. Just be like, just try it. Like, worst case scenario, they tell us no. Or the worst case scenario, it don't work out the way we think it's going to work out. But if we don't think it's going to work out, why are you not going to just try it? I'm just like, why would I not try? Like, if this is what I think we need to do, it could be like anything, bro. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, like, I'm shooting so, my look, shot. So, and, and I'm the same way. And the reason I'm the same way is because mama's quote. Cold mouths don't get fed. Nope. Oh. You in, nope. You ain't in no worse shape before you ask than after you ask. Or as they can say is no. And if they do, did you have it then? No. You ain't lose nothing. Right. So if you ain't lose nothing, what is the issue? Right. Shoot your shot. I mean, and that's just, that goes beyond dating. That goes into, like, trying to get that raise, trying to get that promotion, trying to get, you know what I'm saying, that internship, whatever it is, right? Like, speak up, man. Trying to make that friend, man. And the thing yeah. about it is, is that, like, you know, we talk about, we talked last week that humans are simplistic in nature, right? Um part of being simplistic in nature means that we all have a, not all, but most of us have a base 
understanding of the same thing, right? Humans are a tree. Humans are a tree, right? Your branch might be way over here, uh, point east, and this branch might be way over here, point north, whatever that looks like. And I think I actually pointed in the right direction both times. But the point that I'm making is that, you know, them branches are covered from roots, and that root typically be in the same way. So, like, you might not necessarily be able to make any and every person that walks this earth your best friend, but if you're willing to engage in basic conversation, like you can, you can have a conversation with just about anybody. You know, one thing that I, I pride myself in and one reason why I kind of got into the idea of, of even doing a podcast in the first place is that I know that it don't matter what you look like, what you, what you think like, who you vote for, what you believe in. I got friends that are um, longtime Christians, and I got friends that are gay atheists. Like, I can rock with anybody. And part of that is because I have no problem engaging people and understanding people, uh, trying to understand people for who they are uh, at their core, right? And, and, and that's one reason why I believe that most people are no matter what you believe and, and who you are, like the group that defines you means nothing to me because chances are at your core, there's somewhere that we split off and that's just natural. But at your core, we're probably the same person. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. I mean, I, I would say, in a sense, yeah, you know, far as and what humans want, yeah, I could see us being the same, you know, but our, our personalities and, and what our flesh wants, you know what I'm saying, is what makes us different. But in the end, we all want the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We yeah. we all just want to be loved. We we just want, you know what I'm saying, someone to be honest with us, someone to to, you know, just be able to sit back and feel like you don't have to worry. You know what I'm saying? Like you you know, this is your safe haven. Like, when, when you're here with this person, you know, nothing else really matters. And that's that's the goal. 
you know, but is it always that way? No. Will there be bumps along the way? And that's another thing, you know, I think makes it hard for communication is with communication, you're going to have some disagreements, whether you want to call them some fights or squirrels or whatever. You will have those. But you still have to make it through it, you know. You, you still you still have to come to, you know, an agreement of just because we may have a different outlook on this or have a different reasoning, just, you know, just because you communicate don't mean you agree. You, you still going to have a different perspective sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with that, you have to have an understanding that just because we disagree, don't mean we can't communicate or can't be on the same page, you know? And and I think sometimes we have a hard time accepting that like people or humans just feel like if you don't agree with them, then, you know, then we can't be cool or we can't, you know, communicate effectively because we can't agree. And that's not the case either. Yeah. Yeah. Disagree- you know, disagreeing on an issue means that we disagree on an issue. Like it doesn't mean that that we disagree on the way that life works. Um, you know, just because you 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 will pick a PlayStation before an Xbox, and I'll pick an Xbox before a PlayStation, it don't mean that you're crazy. There's other reasons why you're crazy. Not as much with you. <laughs> Hey, I mean, and that, and that's fine with me. But you know, in, in, in my aspect, the way I, my perspective of it is, because you pick an Xbox and I pick a PS4, Here we and go. you know, <laughs> you know, I don't look at you for being crazy. I look at the creators of the game systems for being crazy for not having us playing on the same platform years ago. You know what I'm saying? And still making money. That's what I see. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't see why instead of trying to. Oh, I got to have all the market share. It's just saying, you know what? People going to like us. People going to like them. Because there's 50 different bread companies on the same damn shelf, selling the same style, and they all eat. So I, I'm confused. Like, and, I, and see how that perspective is different? you like, oh, I'm the crazy one. But me, I'm like, nah, I ain't crazy. And you ain't crazy. They crazy. You know? But that's just, that's how I look at things, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, that's how people should, should also look at it. Ain't, ain't that nobody's crazy? We just got to all, all have a different look at things. We all see things in a different light. You know what I mean? And we all might, me and you might be having the same goal in mind. don't mean we're going to take the same route. So, which means we might not agree on everything, but don't mean we can't come together and share ideas to help one another out. Oh, Steph. You know, and that's it's the same way with communicating. You should be able to come together, you know what I'm saying, share your take on whatever it is, and be able to walk away with more knowledge than you came in with. 
how much and again it's not my intention to put words in your mouth how much do you think it's due to the general selfishness of society it's yeah i think we're at this point now where where the world kind of dictated how life needed to be for so long that people are like you know what F this, right? Like, I don't have to graduate high school at 17 and then go to college for four years and come out of college for four years to get a job and, and work that job until I'm 65. And if I make a little extra money, maybe I can work it until I'm 62. And hopefully I'll have the house paid off by the time I'm 58. And then I just got to worry about the property taxes and I got a little 401k, right? You know, how much of it is, I don't want to fall into the system of what you told me that life was going to be. Um, and I'm going to determine that this is what my life is going to be. And then because I've determined that this is the way my life is going to be, it's all of these other people need to fall in place or move along. So um, I got to clear it up, though, but I'm confused. What are you ask? Are you asking me? I think I said a I lot mean, there. Yeah, you you did, but I'm just I'm trying to you, know, you asked me like it is it what do you ask me? I'm gonna just ask you. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I should be asking. I think I should I mean that was I think a... I should be I think I should be saying. I think that part of this is the awakening of society as well. It's not that it there there is a piece of it where people are just afraid to communicate, but I also think that there's this there's a segment and in, in, you know in our generation in particular and in these generations you know forthcoming right you know when you and I grew up it was get good grades and you can go to college and then you go to college and you'll get a good job and then you get a good job and you'll get married and you'll and you'll have a 2.3 kids and, and and you'll have you know one or two cars and you'll be able to retire at 65. Maybe you can retire a little bit early if you get a really, really good job. You can retire at 62 and then you got enough money saved up in the bank and then you get your money from, from your social security and you're able to just live off that and enjoy life until you die, right? Like how much, I think that a part of it was that we were told that this is how life could work. And our generation in particular saw that that wasn't going to happen at all. Our generation lived through a housing crisis uh, in 2008. You know, one thing I'll tell people is that, you know, the housing crisis in 2008 was a culmination of, of stuff that I started seeing in Detroit in 2002, where I started seeing people getting laid off left and right and all kinds of other crazy stuff happening. Um, you know, how much of it is, you know, we see that the system of what we were taught was never really a sustainable way to live. And now we're at the point where you have, you have people in our generation that are saying, you know, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to try to do our own thing. We're going to figure out how to make it on our own. And you got people that are younger than us, like, you know what, I don't need to do that at all. That's BS. I'm going to try to do my own thing. And because we're all trying to figure out a new way to do life, it's this is what I want my life to be like. Here's the vision that I've set. Here's the pathway that I see to get there. And you need to be 
this kind of person to fit in my life or you just can't be in my life. I think there's also, um, I think that the, 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 the fear of communication is self, it's a way to protect yourself, to guard your future life. I can't have you in my life because if I allow you in my life and you mess these things up, then you're going to mess me up permanently. I think part of that, the lack of communication is, uh, is a fear of, a fear of exposure, maybe is what I want to say. I mean, it, it may be, um, maybe a fear of exposure, but I wouldn't go to, go into it that deep per se. And the only reason I say that is because that subject you just touched on, um, I have probably a, a lot of different scenarios on why that may be the case. And that, and that be, oh, <laughs> buddy, I will rip that <laughs> into a million pieces. But I, I'm just saying, it's and the reason I say this is because, all right, look, our generation is probably one of the most special generations that has yet to come through. The only reason I say that is because we really can say we we pretty much seen it all. And not only can we say we've seen it all, but we're learning a lot more of it. We're having the conversations that need to be had because we're still part of that last generation that had to have conversations. And I think that's also a thing to make a point in is where communication fell off. Because communication is only there with those who never had to communicate. And that's why what you're saying, you know, that awakening, you feel that the generation, you know, from us and going forward are taking a different path and different role from what, you know, was taught to us or communicated to us of how life should be like or what it should be. And, you know, because even to this day in, you know, times before us and, and before we all had the answers. We all knew when we got 18, we had it figured out. We was gonna, we weren't gonna have to go through none of this shit. Just, you know what I'm saying? Plain and simple. But here we are. But we've learned a lot from the communication that we've had with our peers, from people who we admire and want to be like, and then from the knowledge that we're able to soak and grasp from Google. You know, and and let's note, <clears throat> I, I will say, next to phones, Google killed communication too. 
So, you know, the reason I say Google killed communication is because, in a sense, let's say you have the answer to what it is I want to do or what I need to do to take my family to that next level or that next tax bracket. I essentially don't have to come to you and communicate no more because I can go to Google and ask for the answers. Or YouTube and watch the video if it's hands-on related. I'm going to give you some pushback on that. And the reason why I'm going to give you some pushback on that piece is because as we're starting to get into this conversation, I'm starting to think about our second episode, you know, what's happening with adulthood preparedness. So, by the way, if you haven't checked that out in the archives, please do so. But we talked about how in that episode, how there's just stuff that we just didn't know, right? And boy, if we knew uh, at 18 and 19 what we know now at 33, 34, 35, that, you know, listen, just keep it 100. We'd be some bad motherfuckers right now. Would we not? Would we not, right? (laughs) So I think to your, to kind of, that's what I'm going to give you a little pushback because I think that having these devices, right, where we have information at the fingertips, we we don't necessarily need it. We don't necessarily, it's not that we don't necessarily need those other people. We don't, yeah, let me say this differently. It's not that we don't need to talk to people. It's we don't know who to talk to because they never communicated that information to us in the first place. We went through 12 years of school. um, At least I can say for me growing up in Detroit, 12 years of school Nobody's showing you, um, you know, what taxes look like. Nobody's showing you what a 401k uh, was. I'd never even heard the term 401k until sometime in adulthood. Um, no one talking about, you know, the value of owning property. Now, ain't nobody really, you know, I knew that basically every old person on the street owned the house that they were living in uh, in Detroit. And in Detroit, it's a lot of two-family flats. And they were renting the, the, the top side of the family flat. And nobody really... Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. Explaining, hey, here's what I'm doing with this and here's why this has been valuable for me, this investment that I made in the 50s and 60s. And I can say that not only were they not telling me that, but I would say that they were not telling their own kids that because if you go and see those saying, you know, when I drive down the streets that I lived at as a kid, I mean, I'm, Detroit was never, you know, Detroit's always been Detroit, right? But 
where I lived at in Detroit and all the places I lived at, it was always nice looking neighborhoods. And now it, it, they look terrible because even those people that owned that property in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s when they worked for Ford or for Chrysler or for whoever, right? And they, and they bought the houses that they lived in and they created a future, a future residual income. Um, they didn't tell their kids, hey, this is why, how I did this. This is why I did this. This is the kind of thing that you need to do and you need to carry on. And because of that, you see these communities in shambles now. So to give you a little bit of pushback, it's not so much, it, it, there's a part of it that we don't need it because we have access to it on the cell phone. But the other piece is, is that we weren't getting that uh, initially from the people that were responsible for nurturing us as well. Um, you ever heard of the term, or not term, but phrase, can't squeeze blood from a turnip? No. You can't squeeze something that, that you ain't got. That's, you know, the thing was, they had that stuff, but they truly, they just knew to get it. Because, you know what I'm saying, that's what the other ones had. Mm-hmm far as upkeeping and do still to this day now that I dabble and deal with real estate a little heavier it's still prevalent to this day they're still buying houses and not updating them they'll get one and still have a rental property and, and not you know and do bare minimum if not, forget about it. It's, you know, before, I think a lot of it was they didn't have the resources and money and the, the knowledge on saving and, and putting back, you know, and doing. You got to think. We still think that, that credit's bad and living off of checking cards and check uh, debit cards is a good thing. Having money in the savings account is good. So if you still think that, then and that's still the communication in your family, I mean, how can you expect for them to, you know, back then, be able to pass that information along? Yeah, but now that we do know it, yes, now we should be communicating that and sharing that and building on that. But it is, it goes back to also how to be able to effectively communicate it because think about you at that age, at the age that you should be learning that. Are you going to be receiving it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Are you really going to be receptive to sitting down and learning this? Or are you trying to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's why I'm laughing. So um, another story time with your boy. So my father, 
my father was basically ill my entire life. He had kidney failure when I was two. Um, but my father, I remember he, he was telling me, maybe I was 18 or 19. Um, he was telling me how he wanted to, um, he wanted to be a mortician. And, um, you know, he, his dream was always to open up a funeral home and that would be the family business. And he would pass that off to me. Um, you know, I'm his only child. I'm his son. I'm his heir. Like that would that was always wanted to be what he wanted to do. He wanted to be he wanted to open a funeral home, Robinson Funeral Home, and he wanted to pass it off to me. And then when he go, I would be in charge of Robinson Funeral Home. And I told him straight up to his face. Uh 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 uh. I'm like, don't give that to me. You better have you another kid, or I'm selling it as soon as you go. Like, um, and so to your point about being receptive to it, no, I think it depends on the source though. You know, he and I had this conversation, you know, I said I was 18 or 19. You know, and the thing that I remember him saying is, is that you say that now, but had my life gone the way I wanted it to go, you would have been around it the whole time and it would have been no different to you. And I could see that, like, so it's, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go, right? So, like, <laughs> I'm preaching again on the podcast. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, to, to that point, if he got me over here dressing up and doing makeup on dead bodies when I'm four years old, it's just going to be natural at, when I'm 35. But I can't see myself doing that today. No siree, Bob. I just, no way. But to your point about, like, are you going to be receptive to it? It's if you try to drop this joint in my lap, at, at you know 16 17 what is you nah fam like i'm not doing that but if it's just a part of my, mind. but it's just a part of my of my thing like i think about um today i was watching my, my son and i man we're watching a football game and and, and doing a commercial uh, uh the law offices of sam bernstein commercial comes on bro sam bernstein was a lawyer when I was a kid. He used to have these commercials. I followed it. I can't get out. Old ladies used to have me cracking up, right? <laughs> so now it's his kids running the law firm, right? Mm -hmm. So the kids been seeing their daddy on TV with old ladies making commercials in the in the early 90s, late 80s, you know what I'm saying? And so like to your point, it's about are you gonna be receptive to it? If it's all you know, it's all you know. And we went off into like the whole adulthood preparedness, and we always end up going into a separate topic from 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 one joint to another. <laughs> I was trying to stay on the communication, but when you hit that, I said, "Yeah, here we go." You know, but you know that's just it's just what it is. It's who we are. That's part of what's happening. We, you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. It, 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 this is a, intentionally was supposed to just be, you know, basically we worked for this company <laughs> and we used to sit on the phone every day. Man. And what y'all hear is probably the same thing that was going across them phone lines back then. Not, I mean, it was just to what was happening back then, though. But yeah. <laughs> pretty much that's what this was intended. And we would be gone all day till we get a customer and hang up and call back. 
Another one might have a customer. Hang up, call back. <laughs> so oh. that's what y'all get. Y'all and we, get. Our, and as soon as one of us hit gold, we call one of them playing David Banner song. You ain't never seen the shit with a butterfly nose. <laughs> Man. But I think if we were to summarize what we've unpacked to the best of my ability, I think we would say that we struggle to communicate because. We grew up in societies, not societies, but it's one society. But we, we grew up in environments where um, we had no one effectively communicating to us. Um, and, and just to, to, to that, what you said, nobody effectively communicating to us, you can't communicate. What just you don't one know. Way. Well, no, just one oh, way. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it was more as do as I say. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when when it's more do as I say type of mentality. Man, I can't wait to get my own house. <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? It's, all, it's always going to be the, you know, oh, I... You know, I'm not trying to hear this. They don't know what they're talking about because I never even voice my opinion or or say, hey, you think this will work? You know, I, I never had input in this. So I was always directed more so than communicated to. You know, so that's, I think that's a, a, a big, big point to make yeah um we, we had a lack of effective communication growing up and then we grew you know our generation in particular uh we we got to a point where effective communication wasn't really needed you know you 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 want to meet somebody that you to date you download an app was it tinder what else is out there uh, I got no. Listen, listen. But I was really finna say like you know Black Planet and in my space and Moco's space. Like I'm old, bro. Like, <laughs> but Yahoo Messenger, you know, you hop over there real quick. And yeah, man. AOL, chat, man. That chat was it a, up. That was the thing too. You didn't have to forget them people at school, man. I'm gonna chat with. Billy Bob over in wherever he at. And I never had the internet in high school. So, like, I had to talk to people in high school. Or I won't go have no type of friends. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got lucky. Man. I got lucky. My mom, you know, my my dad, like, he he worked at Ford. You know what I'm saying? And for y'all that's listening, since I already told I was a military brat, this is my stepdad, but he's my dad too. So if you hear me say dad, either way, it don't matter which one I'm talking about. We either talking about the military, we're gonna be talking about at home with the forward worker. But anyway, so you know, for basically back then, Ford had this thing like for every certain amount of years you hit, they would send you a catalog. And inside this catalog, you know, for your year mark, it would show you different things you can get. Well, I don't know if it was like his 10 or 15 year mark, but they had a computer in there, desktop computer, you know, speakers, microphone, the works, like 
and, and back then, you know, desktop computers is like a band, you know, fifteen <laughs> hundred. Like my folks ain't buying none of that, right? So, so he chose that, you know, as his thing because he like I don't care about none of this stuff in here. You know what I mean? He he's an old, you know, Southern boy. You know, he talk about I wake up, hitch the mule before school type. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like he yeah. old school, old school. So this, none of this mean anything to him. You know what right. I'm saying? He didn't got gold watches and pendants and stuff. So he's like, no, none of this. I don't care about none of this. I'm just trying to get out, get my 30 years in, 35, be done. Yep. So he got the the computer, and so you know. Back then, you could go to the pharmacy with your mom and up on the counter be this free 900 hours of AOL <laughs> 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 and AIM internet, you know what I'm saying, back then. So you snatch you one of those buddies because they said free on it. You go pop that disc in when you get home and get you some internet and everything be going good. Till you go over them hours and buddy boy, when that phone bill come to that house, <laughs> seven hundred fifty seven dollars. What the, <laughs> the hell you been looking at? <laughs> it was free. Ain't nothing free in life. <laughs> Man. So hey, you know you learn real quick. You know, so I just wait till we got our dial up. You know, one day and finally got dial up. I was. I was in middle school when we got dial up. Mm. You know, we was mm. on that joint ever since. Like, like I tell people, I I was one of the, to me, I was one of the special ones. I was on Facebook back when you had to have an invite. You couldn't make a free account. So I, you know. And still don't be using social media. <laughs> nope. Hey, one thing about me when it comes to social media, I treat it like new phones and stuff. I just want to be in when it first happened. Oh, I'm cool. Just, uh, I'm in there. <laughs> I don't know nothing about it, but I'm in there. <laughs> I'm going to try, try to wrap this up one more time, y'all. The point is, is that we can't be afraid to talk to each other. You know, no matter what, whether or not you agree with somebody, you disagree with them, whatever. Um, just because you disagree with someone on a particular on a particular topic or a particular subject, doesn't necessarily mean that you disagree with them in life. Get to know, you know, talk to somebody, get to know people. You know, you might find a friend that you just disagree with on something, um, and then don't be afraid to share knowledge that you have with, with your community, with your children, with your family. Um, we're gonna grow together. That's 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 how we get better. We we grow through communication. And to kind of wrap up these last two uh, episodes is just that if we continue to struggle to communicate, we're only gonna be more divided. So we just gotta be better. That's all I got. Um, y'all know what to do. Follow the show if you like us. First off, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five star review uh, in the podcast app that you're using. Uh, follow us on all social medias at What's Happening. Follow Fred at Mr.Humble underscore beginnings. I know his socials better than he do. Follow me at Archbishop Swag on all platforms. Don't ask me about it. It's been my name for 11 years. Remember, love is a verb. So if you love us, share us out. Tell us a friend about tell a friend about us. Tell a bunch of folks about us. Help us grow this thing so we can continue to do this thing. And um, 
We're going to be back with you next week on Wednesday. Love y'all. Be safe. Peace.